thought it would be appropriate to talk about something today that is relevant to this podcast I've been doing and um, is not particularly new territory. It's a little bit of a, uh, a rehash of an idea that I talked about before, which was that of creating motivation where motivation doesn't exist and along with that is the idea of maintaining momentum. The reason I wanted to talk about that is because today, well not just today, I guess the last couple of days I felt myself very much without a lot of motivation, not wanting to, well really do anything. It's blah was the word that I used to describe how I was feeling. Not particularly bad, not down, just unmotivated to do anything, even things that I generally like. I'm not sure what created this. I'm not sure when it began, but I do, do think it's something that can plague us a little bit and and can hold us back and it's not a very comfortable place to be so I wanted to talk about how we can try to come back from there and there's a number of ways that I tried to do it and one of the problems is it's it's a really difficult place to get out of in part because Part of us doesn't want to get out of it. it. That's what makes this such a difficult thing is in the back of our mind, this thing that I, I think is creating this feeling within us is also wanting to exist in a weird way. So, And it can't exist if we deal with it, if we fix it. So, so I find that makes it extra difficult to manage so some of the ways that I like dealing with it or I like dealing with it I find effective for dealing with it include putting on some music that inspires me this might be soundtrack music or rock music or anything that gets my adrenaline going a little bit not in a kind of angry way. You can get yourself angry, and anger does definitely drive people towards action. Interestingly, I recently was reading some stuff about serotonin and, and emotions and that, and yeah, I know, fascinating reading. But anyway, I guess anger is considered a positive emotion in that it, un, unlike uh, other you know, what you might consider negative emotions that cause us to withdraw. Um, anger drives us to action, and so it's kind of classified different as most negative emotions in terms of how the the brain chemicals work. Anyway, that's sort of completely off topic, but interesting, I find. So, additionally... There, there's a saying that I like to remind myself of and it's something along the lines of you never regret a workout after the fact 
Now that's even the case when you have a bad workout. I've definitely had workouts when I've gone there and I've been so out of it, so blah again that I've just accomplished nothing. And this was the case a few weeks ago when I was going through some difficult times with superiors in my place of employment that I went to work out and accomplished nothing. But even with that, I didn't leave the workout saying, geez, uh, why did I do that? I wish I hadn't have. So it's a good thing to remind yourself of is after leaving the gym, you never leave saying, wow, that it was really bad. Unless, of course, you do something stupid and hurt yourself or neglect something you should have been doing that should have been a higher priority. But generally speaking, the the workout you do is never going to be one that you regret doing. So that I find a good thing to remind yourself. Sometimes our goals are a little bit less helpful than we wish they would be. Because they're far off. I mean, you're not going to go to the gym and aside from the pump you might get, you're not going to miraculously have a new physique so the things that we want to attain in time are a little bit out of touch a little bit out of reach so when we're in this state reminding ourselves of our goals may or may not be helpful it really depends how you do it today Oh, uh, one thing I've, I've mentioned also in the past, and I did this today because I was feeling this way early on in the day, and like I said, for a few days, and it, it's one of those things where it gets worse and worse as the day goes on. So at lunchtime, I took some nootropics because I find that they give me a bit of a cognitive boost and, and help me around lunchtime, so I'll normally take it with some kind of caffeine or... Um, stimulant of some kind so you get the feel good uh, um, chemical crap whatever going as well as the uh, nootropic stuff which theoretically helps you think better and specifically uh, acetylcholine which is related to motivation I think this the effect this had on me today anyway was moderate at best and probably a lot of placebo effect in there as well. But I did it, which the thing is, the, the fact that I did it, I think helped me maybe on a subconscious level know that what I really wanted was to find this motivation. I was trying to find excuses to go instead of finding excuses not to go. And eventually I just told myself, it was something like, fuck it, I'm going to go do it, I'm going to get through this, it'll be an hour, and you know what, I came out feeling rejuvenated and great. So I just wanted to share that, since this little thing is short, I think I got through this, what I wanted to get through pretty quickly, I'm also going to share with you a recording I made a little while ago, and I never uploaded it. It was a bit of a rant I went on about chubby people in the gym. I know that <laughs> I know that it's probably the 
worst thing to put side by side with with this discussion I've just talked about. Maybe before that, what I'll do is... Yeah, before, before I get into that, so I am going to... Bear with me, I am going to put that after this. If that interests you, me going off about how people who are what I, I think I call them chubby gym rats irritate me, specifically the ones who have no gym etiquette and they go around looking like idiots doing weird idiot things and certain days they annoy me more than others. Anyway, I was just... I was just reading something as well about... It uh, It was, was... I think it was the William James psychology book. He, he wrote huge, huge amounts of it and talked about the self. And it got me to thinking about things like integrity and what I discussed in other episodes about trying to know when to stand and when to sit. And it, it, something occurred to me. I haven't been on social media very often lately. And the reason is that it makes me depressed. And I was, I mean, as much as they say that admitting to being depressed isn't a weakness, it feels like it is. And part of the reason it feels depressing is because whenever I have in the past made an attempt to stand up for things I value, uh, I am very quickly attacked, or it at least seems that way. And so then I, I wonder, I, I have this dilemma, should I stand up for these things that I value? Or should I back down and feel, you know, like I'm conceding my point or not having the kind of integrity I should have just for fear of whatever it is being labeled something that I'm not? Or should I just avoid it altogether and keep my mouth shut? I find that very hard to do, actually. And as I was thinking about this today, the thought occurred to me that while it is highly valuable to stand up for your beliefs, I think it's also a little bit foolhardy to knowingly walk into a into an argument into uh, enemy territory now I say enemy territory I obviously don't view people who disagree with me as enemies but oftentimes they're hostile so Maybe, maybe that's a better way to, to word it. So maybe it's, I would say it's foolhardy to walk into hostile territory. And that's essentially what I was doing almost every time I got on social media. 
And so avoiding that has meant that I've been out of touch with a lot of what's going on in the world. There's a big coronavirus going around right now, and I know very little about it except that it exists, and some people are freaking out about it. And But I've, I've been extremely out of touch just because that's been the price I've had to pay for avoiding everything else that goes along with social media. And it's meant less depression. So so I guess uh, take that for what you will. And, um, and I think I'll wrap that up there. Hopefully this has been somewhat interesting. And uh, yeah, and make way now for me going off about uh, chubby gym rats. I'll see you next time. Okay, I'm gonna do something that I've never done on this show before, which is give you a very precise workout program. I know I've tended to be a little bit more philosophical, but on a philosophical note, I have to say that I've recently uh, realized something about myself that I suppose it's not a, um, it's not a really good thing that I've noticed necessarily and it's not a new thing but I just realized oh yeah that's kind of something that I do which is that I get really pissed off with chubby gym rats I'm sure there's a name for them out there basically they're in the gym day in day out they never their body never changes they tend to be really low in gym etiquette you know, they're the guys who leave their weights lying all over the place. They take up a lot of room. They come up to you, hey, you uh, done on uh, on on that bench or whatever when you're, you know, in the middle of a set. Uh, I don't know, just generally speaking, they tend to annoy me and I'm not entirely sure why. Uh, maybe part of it is just not understanding what their motivations are because clearly, you know, they aren't people who are motivated to get into better shape, which, I mean, uh, look, I enjoy lifting weights. It's fun to me in a way. I mean, it, it gets me energized. I just enjoy the process and I get that. That's cool. But I don't think I would do it if it wasn't for getting into better shape. So why people do it all the time without improving their physique just I mean, either they're inept or they just, it doesn't interest them. So that that's fine. Or it could be that, you know, they, they don't want to put in the uh, work required diet-wise. I don't know. But regardless, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, when I see these guys and, um, you know, and, and they <laughs> kind of give me attitude because I do make uh, improvements. The kind of thing uh, I'd like to say to them is basically, here's a here's a template of a, a really good program that you can use, that anyone can use at any point in their physical development and make a lot of improvements. So, like I said, this is going to be detailed. So, first of all, it starts first thing in the morning. First thing in the morning, 
don't eat anything. You can have some water. You can even have some kind of a pre-workout drink if you want. That's what I usually do. The only caveat is that it can't have any calories and it can't have, uh, and that includes branch chain amino acids. None of them. Um, basically, we want to keep our body in a fat burning state and even uh, somewhat, if we can keep it in a, a sort of ketogenic state, that would even be uh, preferable. So start off the day with early morning cardio. Uh, this is something that's proven time and time again to be very beneficial. Now, throughout the day, the only food to be eating is uh, fats and protein. So essentially, it's it's uh, ketogenic during the uh, the the first portions of the day. Now, the afternoon. So now, for sake of uh, ease. Uh, me working regular nine to five shift, I would say after work. So at the end of your work day, remember up until this point, you've had no carbohydrates. And this is on purpose. This is because we don't want to blunt the growth hormone response. At this point, we're going to do, uh, we're actually, we're going to do a pre-workout uh, little uh, ritual, I'll call it that, where we focus on breathing. Uh, specifically breathing through the nose. So it, it take about five minutes, stand with your back flat against the wall so that your your kind of butt touches the, the back of the wall, your heels touch the back of the wall, and the back of your head touches it. So you're gonna be helping your posture at that point in time, and then focus on your breathing. Breathe diaphragmically, so that means so that your uh, stomach would move out but not your chest and through your nose, in and out through your nose. I've talked about this in previous episodes, so I'm not gonna get into great detail, but basically this is gonna help your your um, blood to, uh, to circulate better and give you better performance overall. And it's helping you train, uh, training your breathing system. Uh, this will give you a better workout and, uh, and actually the posture side of it will help as well. Uh, one thing that once you get good at this, I would also recommend doing some visualization techniques while you're doing this. It, the nice thing about this ritual is you can add layer upon layer to to improve upon it and add more and more to it. So visualizing yourself doing the movements. Then, then comes your actual workout. Now the workout breakout breakdown should look something like this. So Monday will be. Okay, sorry, I'm going to give you two options. Um, first option is the standard option. Uh, second option will be if you want to focus on greater arm growth. There's a variation that you can do that's really cool. So Monday is going to be a strength pushing day. So that means chest and shoulders. Now, if you want the arm variation, you're going to add in biceps. If you want to do the, the standard routine, then instead do triceps. This is uh, putting together all the pushing movements, uh, muscles. So the standard one is to just do uh, chest, uh, delts, shoulders, um, and triceps. But if you want to give your arms a bit of extra work, so then do biceps instead of triceps. You'll see why in a minute. So it's going to be a strength training day. So keep the rep range around four to six. You'll be doing three to four sets per muscle group for each of them. Now the the second day, so Tuesday, is going to be legs, but it's not going to be a strength day. In this case it's going to be a, a higher volume day and 
for this, what we're going to do is work on building up the, the lactic acid response and basically uh, size. It'll be building uh, the muscular size. So the way that we do this is, is we focus on having shorter rest periods and even supersets, uh, even giant sets if you want. It's a bit harder to do with legs, but uh, do, do so a lot of uh, supersets from quads to hamstrings works well, quad to calves. Um, squatting is great on the, I would find on this day, this is a great day to work on forms. Don't, don't worry about lifting, doing super heavy squats or certain, uh, or really heavy, um, leg presses or whatever it is, your, your leg movement of choice work instead on, on form. So box squats is a great one to do on this. Uh, hip movements are a good one to throw in as well because those are an often neglected body part. And also do some ab work on, on this day. You know, once you start getting lean, then you'll uh, you'll want your abs to pop. I find oblique work is really, really good to do on these days as well because obliques for me tend to pop out before the, um, at least before the lower abs. So uh, that's day two. Day three, so Wednesday, in this, uh, this one is going to be another strength day, but this time it's gonna be back. And uh, back in rear delts, uh, the standard, variation is going to be biceps. The arm one, uh, you'll swap out those for triceps. So what we're doing here is we're basically, because biceps will be worked with your back movements anyway, uh, by adding in triceps, they get an extra workout there. So if you wanna, because arms are a small muscle group, you can, you, you can do that. But I would say if you're just starting out, then do the standard version, and then when you wanna uh, specialize on your arms a little bit, switch, switch that up a bit. Uh, what I usually do is I do six weeks of the standard one, and then switch to six weeks of the bicep one, or sorry, arm one. So that's day three. Uh, Thursday, we're gonna go back to hypertrophy day and we are also back to chest. So this time it's gonna be the uh, chest and delts and again, either the triceps for the standard or biceps for the arm specialization. And, uh, and this time it's gonna be a lot of supersets. A lot of tri-sets uh, I tend to do for arm and chest. Um, I like doing mechanical drop sets as well and those types of things. And, uh, okay, so Thursday, uh, then Friday, uh, back to legs, but this time it's gonna be strength for legs. And uh, again, same same basic pattern here, uh, four to six reps. Um, oh, I should have said before, for the, the hypertrophy, hypertrophy days, I'm trying to get through this quickly because I don't wanna waste your time. Uh, hypertrophy days, so yes, it's going to be a lot of supersets, it's going to be a lot uh, shorter rest periods in between, it's also going to be higher reps, so for that I would say keep them from about 8 to 12 reps and uh, to failure and you'll be in a good spot. Um, so then Thursday, uh, sorry, Friday was legs and, uh, no, yeah, Friday was legs and that would make Saturday your, um, your back, so your final back day, which is going to be uh, I think we're on to, yeah, we're on to hypertrophy for that day. Sorry, I'm doing this off the top of my head for, like I say, all the gym fatties. And, uh, and then Sunday, take the day off, rest, uh, chill out, spend time with your family, you know, and, uh, also do the same for your diet. That would be, that is a perfect day to reset your diet and, uh, re and give yourself a break from dieting. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. That's my, uh, 10 minute, 
workout program, money back guarantee. Uh, give her a try.